What is up and welcome into the Locked On Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade, joined as always with John Kegley and David Drogemeyer, my two co-hosts, three writers from San Diego Sports Domination who started covering the Chargers three years ago with our own Facebook live show, Chargers Domination Live, airing once every week. And this is our first season with the Locked On Chargers podcast, bringing you your team every day. Well, guys, it's the playoffs. And it's so exciting to be able to say that right now and have, you know, a week full of playoff shows, even if it is, even if it is the Baltimore Ravens. But at least, guys, we have some big breaking news today and some really great news for the Chargers chances this weekend, because we're going to start the show off by talking about the news that Hunter Henry is expected to play against the Ravens this weekend. That's huge news for the Chargers. Then we have a special press conference sound this week. Instead of just doing the one or two, we're going to have Anthony Lynn, Phillip Rivers, Keenan Allen, and Derwin James on the best sound of the week. And then we're going to finish things up with the big question of the week. And I think right now it's similar to last week, but it's what is our confidence level going into this rematch with the Ravens? Because there's a lot of factors right now that aren't necessarily in the Chargers' favor but we will get into that later. Let's start with the big breaking news. John, Adam Schefter reported today that Hunter Henry is expected to play in the Chargers wildcard round against the Ravens. Yes, after a year-long talk of from everyone thinking that he's going to be back and full of Melvin Ingram, he is now officially back and he will be playing for the Ravens. He's going to be active. And this is without even being on the injury report last week. We, we didn't even need him to be on the injury report. They just straight up said he is expected to play. So now we're going to have another weapon in that offense for that Ravens defense. And based on how we played the last time, it, it's a much-needed weapon. It is a much-needed weapon. And, and it's just really nice to have him back at this time. Obviously, you would have liked to really shake the rust off and maybe get him in for a game or two. But at the same time, you can't rush that injury Back, So hopefully he's at 100% and hopefully he can fit in sim- seamlessly into this offense. But just on the surface of it, guys, I mean, the Chargers in 2018, their tight ends have combined for 48 catches for 567 yards and three touchdowns. Hunter Henry in 14 games in 2017, 45 catches for 579 yards and four touchdowns. I mean, that's three less catches, but basically... I mean, you have all the production we've had from all three of the tight ends this season coming from Hunter Henry last year in 14 games. I mean, just to give you an example of what the team is able to do with and without him. I mean, and that was with Antonio Gates still getting 30 catches last season. So, David, he's just an invaluable part of this offense. And I mean, there are so many times last season where we said, hey, The reason we're not having success on offense is we're not getting Hunter Henry the ball enough, and now it feels good to be able to say that again. It definitely feels great, but before I go into that, Happy New Year, everybody. I want to tell you guys that before I got into my take. Thank you for joining us uh, here in 2019, and hope you guys continue to listen to our show moving forward. But having Hunter Henry back is fantastic. He's a sure-handed pass catcher a great playmaker, somebody who is reliable for uh, Phillip Rivers. And, you know, he's a guy who can block 
equally as well as he can catch the football. So bring in that type of playmaker, that type of, you know, guy who can make plays when it matters. It's really a sight for sore eyes. And hopefully we get a healthy Hunter Henry to go up against that Ravens defense on Sunday. Yeah, exactly. And that's the key. I mean, is he going to be 100%? Because, yes, we know that he's back. But at the same time, you don't exactly know what kind of production you're going to get. But, I mean, just, I mean, if you look at pro football focus grades, his grade in 2017 was an 87.2. The highest grade on the Chargers this season is Antonio Gates with a 69.9. And the three tight ends together average out to a 64.3. So that's 23 points. I mean, that's just crazy to think of the level of play you had with him and you've had since he's been gone. John, what is your favorite part about adding Hunter Henry back into this offense that for most of the season was very successful? Well, first, just to bring up a little stat here, Phillip Rivers missed out on being one of the top five quarterbacks in passing yards this year by only 134 yards. And I'm pretty sure if Hunter Henry was in this offense, he would have had that plus more. and could have been maybe third place on the list. So... Just the fact that he's in here makes his offense more explosive. And with how bad the offensive line has been, gives you another target that you could probably hit quickly, whether it's a hook route around the linebackers or hitting it down the middle of the cover two or something along those lines. It's something. It's a new weapon. And with the offensive line playing poorly, it's a weapon that needs to be in the game against the Ravens the most. Other than that, if you play against maybe the Patriots or the Chiefs, when you if you advance, it's not as serious. But with a Ravens team that showed that they're going to just bully you at the line of scrimmage with their blitzes or even just a four-man rush, you got to have someone that's going to get open amongst linebackers and defensive backs and deep over the middle. That's Hunter Henry. Yeah, it is. And I think he just opens up so many other things. He gives you that presence in the deep middle of the field down the seam. I mean, how do you defend a Hunter Henry down the seam and a Tyrell Williams crossing route? You know, these are kind of the situations that you put in. Are you going to send the linebackers up or are you going to have them fall back and try to be underneath on Hunter Henry? I mean, you don't really have that guy right now to do that. I mean, Virgil Green just has basically been a non-factor in the passing game. And it's just crazy, guys, to get a weapon like this at this point of the season. I mean, it never happens. You don't just make your offense better. Usually you're losing someone and making your offense worse. And at this point of the year, you get to add a, a huge weapon and a Pro Bowl talent at tight end back into this offense that already was one of the more explosive teams in the NFL before these last couple weeks against some good defenses. I mean, really just... Great timing on the part of Hunter Henry and really hats off to Hunter Henry for really getting in to his rehab and being able to come back this season. I think it's going to pay huge dividends and gives the Chargers a much better chance this weekend to hopefully add an extra game onto their season and take it from there. But we do need to get into the best sound from the week. But first, I need to tell you guys about what the Lockdown Podcast Network is doing on Twitter and Instagram. If you followed Locked On NFL Net on Twitter, you would already know about all the coaches that got fired yesterday and all of the just mixing up of the league so far. If you follow Locked On NFL Net on Instagram, you can get the biggest stories in just one minute 
on your Instagram stories and longer cuts on the biggest stories in the feed. Get audio clips from the biggest podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network and stay up to date with everything going on throughout the league if you follow Locked On NFL Net on Twitter and Instagram. All right, guys, well, it's time for the best sounds of the week. We're going to get into Anthony Lynn's post-game speech to the team in the locker room, and then we're going to hear about Keenan Allen and Derwin James on what their thoughts are going into a Baltimore rematch, and then we're going to finish things off with Phillip Rivers talking about how he cherishes being able to get into the playoffs and being able to have a chance to get to the Super Bowl again after missing the playoffs so many years in a row and in so many of his NFL seasons. So we'll get into that, and this is all courtesy of Chargers.com. Let's see how Anthony Lynn riled up the boys after the game. season is over. It is over. You finished 12-4, okay? And I know our intentions was to win them all, but the four we lost, I feel like it's going to make us a better football team. And then the next time we get together, it's going to be a new year, and it's going to be a new season. And we're in the hunt. Last time I checked. The big fish is still in the water, right? Yeah, Let's get in and break it down. Well, there it is. Anthony Lynn talking about just this good win and this Chargers season. But he also references the fact that it is a new year, literally and figuratively for the Chargers. It's a new year and it's also a new season. It, it, nothing that you did to this point matters. At all. So at this point of the year, you have to re-gear and take your game up to the next level and really get it done this weekend. And I think nobody puts it better than Derwin James here talking about first that atrocious Jaleel Adai play and then talking about what his thoughts are about going to Baltimore and playing them one more time. Uh, <laughs> we was just being aggressive. You know, we wanted to score before the half. But like I say, uh, this is one of those things that happens. I mean, we just got to take care of the ball at that situation, get the ball to the yeah. How important is it to get those turnovers, especially late in December as we get in the playoff time? Oh, it's big because, like I say, um, the margin, I mean, games are won between three to seven points. I mean, I mean, so just getting the ball to the offense is, is very key. Baltimore Ravens, you guys just found out. That's the opponent. Initial thoughts. Round two, let's get it. <laughs> well, John, I think he said it best. Round two, let's get it. He's ready. He's looking forward to it. He's not intimidated. He wants that re- revenge. He wants that game. And I brought up on the show before that as someone that's played the game, Wade, you can agree with this because you've played as well. When someone beats you, you want revenge. You want to show that they weren't better than you. And I know this team is hungry for that. They're definitely hungry from that. And it's just awesome to see that kind of confidence from a rookie. I mean, you don't really want them to say the politically correct thing right now. You want them to say, hey, we want them and we're going to go kick their ass. Like, that's what the kind of confidence level has to be for the Chargers, especially. Or you could hear Keenan Allen call him trash. Yeah, Keenan Allen calling him trash would have been nice, too. But I think he knows this Ravens team isn't trash. But it's still nice to see the Chargers, you know, kind of sputtering to the finish line, but having a healthy Derwin James fully confident is definitely a huge bonus on the Chargers side. But let's hear Keenan Allen talking about what this matchup means to him and if the guys are just a little extra hyped up to get this rematch in the books. Here in the winning locker room with Keenan Allen. Keenan, back to the playoffs, first time since 2013, man. It's got to feel good. No doubt. feels amazing. Um, Like you said, it's been a long time. It's been a long time. Uh, It's a lot of ups and downs. 
uh, with the organization, with myself, you know, injuries and stuff like that. So just getting back on track as an organization is great. I know this is new. We just found out. Baltimore Ravens next weekend. Initial thoughts? Uh, it's going to be a great game. Um, obviously, we're looking forward to it. Um, it's a rematch of a, of a great game. So um, it's going to be fun. Yep. Finally, the fact that they beat you two weeks ago added motivation for this this crew, I believe. No question. Um, like, I mean, I mean, it's just said uh, it's hard to beat a team twice. But I mean, I think it's true. It's hard to beat a team twice. But um, we we still got to go in there, execute, make plays. So uh, it's still the number one defense. Um, you know, we still got a high powered offense though. And our defense is playing well too. So. Well, there it is, Keenan Allen talking about. You know, they know they're the number one defense in the NFL in the Ravens, and they still have a high powered offense. But David, the high powered offense is going to have to put its money where its mouth is. One hundred percent. I mean. Last game, they played the Ravens. The Ravens' defense shut them out, pretty much. They shut them down. So the Chargers' offense needs to come with a better game plan. Keenan Allen needs to play better. Phillip Rivers needs to play better. Melvin Gordon needs to play better. Everybody needs to play better. The coaching staff needs to have a better plan. This has to be a completely different game than the first game, or you're going to see the same result. Well, and it has to be on the offensive side. He's right. They have to get it together offensively because – as Philip Rivers is about to tell you, when you hold the team to 16 points, you should get that win. I mean, the, your offense should always be able to put up more than that. And, you know, up until the Ravens game, they had put up 20 in every game. But let's hear Philip Rivers on what he cherishes about this season and how excited he is just to have a shot in the big dance when 20 other teams are still sitting at home. Yeah, I think you do. I mean, I, I, and I think it's just human nature i mean i'm excited for this team and to have another opportunity i think every year uh, when the season ends you always reflect in the years where you don't get in and your your early on emotions and reaction or or disappointment and and really uh just kind of sick that you that you didn't even give yourself a chance in the postseason and uh, so now that we have given ourselves a chance i think it's it's to embrace and enjoy it and go fight like heck and see what happens and uh you know um you know, there'll be what four teams with a bye, so I don't know what their practice schedule will be like. But there'll be eight teams practicing this week, you know, uh, in the league, and there's 20 that are at home. Uh, we've been part of that 20 a handful of times, many times, and so uh, I think it's exciting to be going into January and have a chance, so you can ask for and um, um, go against a tough opponent that we played, you know, just a short week ago. Yeah, uh, that's a, a heck of a challenge. I don't think there was a there was going to be a team that wasn't going to be a heck of a challenge. I mean, to get to this point, there's only 12 teams in. Again, this first weekend where eight teams are playing, and uh, they're all good. They're all good, and um, that team uh, outplayed us last week. And uh, be a new game, new new everything, and we'll see who can play the best this time for four four quarters. Well, guys, I know that this one has to mean more to guys like Phillip Rivers and Antonio Gates more than the younger guys, but it is an exciting time for the younger guys who are in their first ever NFL playoffs, which are just is a crazy thing to see. I mean, you'd have to have been there in 2013. If you weren't here then, this is your first playoff game for most of these guys that were drafted by the Chargers or picked up by them in that time span. But, John, I know myself, I'm just excited to see Phillip Rivers get another chance in the playoffs. I'm uh, totally excited to see him get another chance. He deserves a ring more than any quarterback in the NFL that doesn't have one right now. He was put in so much effort, put up the stats, put up the numbers, dealt with so much with this organization and injuries to the team. 
he deserves it. And every it's time for him to get another chance. It's been a while. And you could just tell that he's been fueled by failure. He thinks about what he hasn't done compared to what he has done. The, the average person will take and go, you know, I've played a long time. I've gotten so many yards, so many touchdowns, so many playoff appearances, division championships. I've been to the AFC championship. He's looking at, man, we were 4-12. and 12. We were 5-11. and 11. We haven't made the playoffs since 2013. He's fueled by failure. He wants to show that he deserves at least a chance at that championship. And he does deserve that chance, David. And I know for me, I'm just excited because not only can he flip the script on his career, you know, if he makes a deep playoff run, but he also gets a chance this week to kind of flip the script on the end of the season and kind of shut up the haters because we all know Philip Rivers has been hearing it these past, I mean, four games at this point hasn't played as well as he would like to. But now, David, he gets a chance to go shut everyone up and go prove everybody wrong, something that he absolutely loves to do. Without a doubt, Philip Rivers is known around the league as one of the best trash talkers around. And, you know, hey, this season's over. You know, they had they finished 12-4. and four. They got themselves a ticket to the dance. Now is the time for them to change the script of the last couple of games and come in here and play the best football of their lives because if they don't, they're going home. So this is crucial. And honestly, guys, I think this Ravens team right here is probably one of the better teams in the playoffs, period. So if the Chargers can get past them, I really like their chances going forward uh, to possibly get to Atlanta. But it starts this Sunday. Yeah, and it's going to be a huge test. It's going to be the biggest and best defense that they play in the playoffs. Most likely they are the best defense in the playoffs, in my opinion. And it really just is nice to... If you win this game this weekend, nobody remembers, you know, the Denver loss as much. Nobody remembers the Ravens' first loss. I mean, you'd rather win the second game than the first game. But let's go ahead and talk about our confidence level going into that matchup against the Ravens this weekend. We heard a little bit about what the Chargers thought about it. But now let's talk about our confidence level in the Chargers this weekend. But first, I need to tell you guys that your company could have been mentioned right now if you were looking for a way to reach new customers by sponsoring the Locked On Chargers podcast. Our podcast listeners are 60% more likely to interact with the sponsors they hear on their podcasts. Our demographic is 98% males with more education and earning more than traditional media audiences. So have your company sponsor this podcast by emailing me at dwade. 4256 at gmail.com and we will hook you up with a deal for the end of the season. All right, guys, now it's time to get into the final segment of the show and that is the big question of the week. So, David Drogemeyer, I think we can all agree that the biggest question right now that every Charger fan is asking themselves are, how confident am I right now that the Chargers will actually be able to go into Baltimore and get it done this week and make it into the second round of the playoffs? As crazy as this sounds, if the Chargers and Ravens were playing in L.A., I would probably feel less confident than I do with them on the road. And that's just because throughout this season, they've played much better on the road. They're 7-0 and outside of the L.A. area. 
which we've mentioned a couple times before. But you know, as far as my co- confidence level in this one, it's honestly it's not too high, uh, just because you know the Ravens smothered the Chargers last time, and you know, if they don't change things drastically, they they're going to get knocked out in the first round, and and, and this twelve and four season is going to be all for nothing. So I mean, I, I think it's going to be the you know I'm gonna have to wait and see approach. Uh, I, I would you know really want to see a fast start in this one. Uh, try to get a lead. Try to play from a lead. No, don't give up any big plays to their like third string tight end. I mean, just my confidence level is not as high as I want it to be, but that's because that Ravens defense is scary. Yeah, it is scary. And I think that's the problem right now, John, is it's hard to be confident in a team that, I mean, even though they won their last game, didn't play as well as you would like them to. I mean, would your confidence level, John, be higher if they had just absolutely blown the Broncos out? No, not really. Because the same problem still exists. And even though we are 8-0 away from L.A., we are still struggling on the offensive line. And Eric Weddle is still on the Ravens' defense. And that whole game, he was calling the plays for the Ravens' defense. And he knows how to figure out Rivers. He knows where Rivers is good and Rivers is bad. He's practiced against him so many times. Everyone wants to say Weddle is this bad guy. He was horrible, whatever. Weddle was really good. He might have been pretty, kind of bad at tackling, but his coverage was pretty pretty good, and he knew how to be a leader and call a defense. And just because you look at his last year or two with the Chargers, those mean nothing. He is still a really good player and can read an offense. And if you, if you know Rivers really well, you know how to make him falter in an offense. And he's still there to do that. And so no matter whether we blow out the Broncos or if we want all our games except for that Raven game, it's really just the fact that Eric Weddle knows what Rivers is like. And unless Rivers can do something like maybe change the names of play calls or change a little bit of a scheme that he does on a regular basis that Eric Weddle won't see coming, I don't, it doesn't matter what we did against the Broncos, I don't really feel confident in this game because of that reason and our offensive line. Yeah, it's hard to be confident in the offensive line. That part is for sure. I mean, it's just nothing has really changed. Yeah, you did get to see some guys come in in garbage time, but not really for any significant amount of time. Not enough to where you would really see some change. It was nice to see Rayshon Jenkins get on the field a little bit this week. I know a lot of Charger fans are kind of wondering why Jaleel Adai is still out there, and I wish that we had an answer for you, but... Even the Locked On Chargers podcast really doesn't know how to answer that question. But as far as confidence goes, guys, I just it's so hard to be confident when you just saw them lose to this team. And really, the only change between that game and this game is, yes, you have Hunter Henry back, but you're also going to Baltimore, which is a good a place with a good home atmosphere. You know it's going to be ratcheted up for the playoffs and it's going to be a packed stadium, but the chargers do seem to feed off that a little bit. I mean, at least it's loud in one way or another. I mean, I guess the noise is better than the silence, but it's just, I think Keenan Allen and one of the parts that didn't make the cut for the best day on the week talked about, you can't do too much against this Ravens defense. You can't try to get greedy and get it all back in one play or another And David, I think that's a huge key for this. We've talked a bunch about the game plan going into this Ravens game. And I think that's the part where you can make improvements. You can come out 
with a better game plan. And yes, John, you're right that Eric Weddle, even if he wasn't making plays and filling up the stat sheet, he's the one that lines this defense up and gets them in the right position. So you're working against all that. But David, you can't try to just force big plays where they don't fit. No, you can't, absolutely can, especially against a secondary that is as talented as the Ravens. They got a couple of good corners. They have a couple of good safeties. So, you know, those five, seven-step drops that they use in the first game, that's not going to cut it. Uh, they, they need to get the ball out of Phillip Rivers' hands quickly. The offensive line was just getting ragdolled all game. So getting the, hand, the football out of Rivers' hands quickly – not uh, having them have to protect as long, get those, uh, you know, maybe get some to Hunter Henry, get some to Austin Eckler, who's back in this one, helps keep those chains moving. But I'd like to see those short, quick passes, just a different game plan, something a lot more ball control, which is what we called for for the first, but it just didn't happen. So hopefully it materializes this time. I don't really mind the the five to seven step drops. It's what routes do you run with it? that really matter because when you have a guy like C.J. Mosley on the other side who's going to bat down the ball whenever he can, it's good to have a seven-step drop to give yourself a little bit more space. But if you're going to be doing a seven-step drop so that you can run a bunch of deep routes, you're not going to have much success. But say you do a seven-step drop so you can have Tyrell Williams crossing route with Austin Eckler doing a swing route and then maybe Hunter Henry splitting a cover two down the deep or something like that. Just right there, you just gave yourself real, three really good options that can work against a really good defensive line. But the plays we were running were send Mike Williams deep, send Keenan Allen 15 yards to do to do like a, a hook route to the sideline. Like Those plays don't work against a team that has a whole bunch of guys that are going to decrease your time in the pocket. And that's more like what I was talking about, though, John, is just you know less – I mean, I guess I should have been more specific – Less of the deep passes and more of the, you know, small, short and manageable or short and medium and manageable passes is what I would like to see. Yeah, the, the seven-step drop, I think, is key for C.J. Mosley. If it wasn't for C.J. Mosley, then I would totally agree that you don't need that seven-step drop. You can literally one, two, three, throw it, but Mosley's just going to knock it down like J.J. Watt would. Yeah, but he's not going to be able to knock it down every time. I mean, he can only be in one place for so long. I know that is a factor, but you cannot – really just base your offense off of that. I think it's more about the timing of when are you using these things? Are you using them on obvious passing situations where the guys are going to be able to get to where Phillip Rivers is and already be affecting the throw when he hits that seventh step? I think it has to be a combination of everything. I mean, there's no one thing that you should do, but you have to be able to be able to plan for, hey, you're not going to have very much time to throw it on a lot of these plays, especially if they know they're going to be throwing it. But I like the thought of, yes, use those deep passes to open things up uh, over the middle. I mean, you you can run those deep routes. Doesn't mean you have to throw it to him, Phillip Rivers. Use that to open up, stretch the defense out, and hopefully get guys in space to be able to pick up yards after the catch, something they weren't able to do in the first game. But I don't think any of our confidence levels are very high right now. I mean, it's just hard not to be realistic about it and just think something's going to change because we haven't seen the adjustments made by this team when we've really needed them the most. So it's really a tough question right now. I think the confidence level goes up. Hey, if you see Hunter Henry, you know, everything's going good. He's full participation, full contact. We all know that he's probably going to play, but we also know Melvin Gordon's probably going to play, but I would still like to see a full week of practice under his belt to really 
feel good about this game coming up. But we're going to talk a ton of Ravens this week. It is playoffs, and we do have some preview shows still to come later on in the week. So make sure to check back in with us for that. But that's going to wrap things up for today's show. If you don't already, make sure to go follow us on Twitter at LockedOnLAC and to like the Facebook page, LockedOnChargers. And also make sure to subscribe to us so you can get the podcast the fastest wherever you get your podcast from. Or just say, hey, Siri, play podcast, Locked On Chargers. That one works as well. But we'll be with you guys tomorrow. It's the crossover episode of the week. Get to talk to the Locked On Ravens again. So we're excited for that. So make sure to check in with us then. We will talk to you guys later. And go Bolts.